it's okay if you want to live nine to five, have that security, that comfort, uh, you know, but you know, if you do follow down that path, you know, you're accepting that you're going to be living a normal life, right? An average life. And if you're okay with that, that's perfectly fine. But if you're not, you know, you do have to do something bigger. You do have to start a business. You, you know, you have to be creative. You have to, you know, find different ways to make money that aren't followed by the system, right? Because the system will never pay you well. It's one small step for man. Liftoff. We, have a we choose to go to the moon, not because they are easy, but because they I are I have hard. a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super. Super you. Welcome back to the Super You Podcast. It's the podcast designed to unlock and unleash your superpower. I'm Jake with Equal Man Studios. Quick disclaimer, we had a flossome moment on this episode with Eric's audio. It's pretty hard to hear at times, but Eric does a lot of listening in this chat, and the guest's audio is crystal clear. So thanks for bearing with us on this one. Speaking of our guest, today we're hearing from Gav Kwok. Gav's a millennial entrepreneur and digital nomad who went from a broke college student to financial freedom in less than three months. Before starting Amazon FBA, he was studying pre-med and working three jobs. He found financial freedom through the Fulfillment by Amazon program. He currently runs wholesale FBA partnerships for high net worth clients. So thanks again for tuning in to the Super U Podcast. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Gav Kwok. Thank you for joining us for today's Super U Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Qualman. Most of you know me as Equal Man. Today, I'm super excited because selfishly, we're going to go over something that I deal with almost every day. That's right, selling on Amazon. I know a lot of our listeners out there, you want to know, I've got this idea. How do I get something on Amazon and how do I sell it through? So we have one of the world's leading experts on that, which would be Gav Kwok. And if you don't know him, he's a millionaire entrepreneur and digital nomad who went from a broke college student to financial freedom in less than three months. That's right, less than three months. Before starting Amazon FBA, which FBA stands for Fulfilled by Amazon. So you hear that a lot, FBA, Fulfilled by Amazon. Gavin, he was studying pre-med and working three jobs, that's right, three jobs, and has found financial freedom through the Fulfillment by Amazon program. He currently hosts the GEM podcast and runs wholesale FBA partnerships for high net worth clients. So it's not just small businesses that are selling on Amazon. We'll find out it is big business on Amazon. So welcome to the Super U podcast, Gav. Thank you very much. Uh, good to be here. Uh, <laughs> it was a very good intro. Uh, yeah, it's uh, been a long journey. And even though I still consider myself relatively young, uh, yeah, I have just been in the game a long time and happy to share any tips, advice, uh, wisdom from my experiences. And yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, just give us a little bit of background. Obviously, I gave an intro on you, but a little bit of background of kind of all of a sudden you see this beacon. It might have been an aha moment or maybe it have been uh, rather revolutionary. It might have been evolutionary that you saw this opportunity on Amazon. But walk us through, obviously, you're a pre-med student, um, but how did you see the opportunity and then walk us through 
how you start, and then we'll start to get into the details of how we can do this better on Amazon. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so I started doing this back in college, and I, I think what really started it was obviously I started with pre med. I, you know, was following the traditional path laid out for me by my parents, and you know, be a doctor, you know, do this, you know, traditional like you know Asian household, right? Uh, I did extremely well in my studies. Uh, you know, I always take everything I do seriously. Uh, even if it, you know, even if I didn't really enjoy it, I, I didn't believe that, you know, all because something might not be the thing that you end up doing the rest of your life doesn't mean you shouldn't be a professional and take it seriously. Right. And anything that you do in your life right now, uh, you know, it translates into skills, right. Uh, for whatever you do in the future, right. The thing you do right now, you know, it might not be the thing you do for the rest of your life and that's perfectly okay. It uh, doesn't mean you can slack off and be lazy. And that's not what I did. So uh, my first year, I, you know, I did pre-med. I did it. Uh, during that summer, right after, I, you know, I thought a lot about, you know, the year, like I do every year about my life and whether it's leading me in the direction that I want to go. And I thought to myself, you know, I really don't want to do this for the next 11 years, you know, and what's my end goal, right? Like everybody has to think of what are they trying to trying to achieve? And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be making what, like half a million a year, maybe uh, in 12 years. doesn't seem like a trade-off uh, for all the doctors out there. Uh, I respect anyone who's, you know, truly out there saving lives in that way, you know, making an impact on the world in that way. And you know, I, that's not, you know, how I wanted to contribute, right? So, yeah, I thought about it a lot. You know, I was <laughs> I was still studying uh, at the time, pre-med, because uh, I was taking summer classes. And I remember just, you know, in the library, in different parts of, you know, the university and, uh, you know, just really not enjoying it. And I came across... Uh, you're asking about the spark, right? <laughs> I was taking a little break from studying. But I, you know, I did, uh, I have a study technique where I would study for 50 minutes and take a break for 10 minutes. And I'd do that for about 12 hours straight every day. Uh, so during my 10 minute break, I was watching some uh, travel videos, uh, you know, on YouTube, you know, by like a travel influencer, you know, has all the music and all the cool destinations and everything. And he was young. He was like, it was like he looked like he was my age and he was, you know, with his beautiful girlfriend traveling to different parts of the world, jumping out of helicopters and stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, I was like, that's life, you know, like that's what I want to do. Like, I do not want to be stuck in a library in the next 12 years and <laughs> and waste away my entire 20s, right? Uh, so after seeing that, I you know, went into the fall year of my sophomore year. Uh, I dropped out of pre-med and I took up the entrepreneurship program uh, at my school, which was the first entrepreneurship program uh, in the entire U United States. And yeah, I went to Florida State University. So uh, I, yeah, it was a very competitive program. They only accept like 40 people. 
you know, obviously I did, I did very well in my previous classes. So, you know, I was chosen to be one of the 40 and yeah, I, you know, I joined a group of like-minded people and we talked about entrepreneurship, obviously, and business. And I, I guess how I came across e-commerce and Amazon in general, this is a long story. <laughs> I can shorten it a bit, but I, uh, you know, I was having class one day and one of the professors bring in two two class students from the previous class and they had started a business on Shopify at the time. I had no idea what that was. If people don't know, Shopify is an online platform uh, where you start your own store website, selling your own products and makes of, it has a very good UI to create your own, you know, storefront and smooth checkout process, all that. Right. And they said they were making like 200 K a year. Or something. And at the time, I was like, oh, man, that's crazy money. That's like, and they said that, you know, they were doing it while, you know, they were sleeping, you know, even while they're like in the bathroom, like they're always making money, like 24-7. And I was like, you know, that sounds, you know, that sounds nice, you know. And I looked into it uh, right after, uh, you know, they came in. And yeah, I started Shopify. Uh, But to, you know, to be completely frank, like, I didn't take it very seriously uh, for whatever reason. I, I don't know uh, at first, but I went to a career fair shortly after and that really sparked me to take business seriously uh, because I was like, I don't want to get a job. Because yeah, like this, this career fair stinks. I don't want to do any of this. I don't yeah. want another one of your pamphlets. I want to go and I want to sell, sell on Shopify. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Shopify is, you know, uh, yeah, sorry with that. And I, I guess my old career fair story, which also sparked it, but I mean, no offense to anybody that has jobs because I know most people have jobs, but you know, that's just not the life that I wanted to live, right? It's okay if you want to live nine to five, have that security, that comfort, uh, you know, but you, you know, if you do follow down that path, you, you know, you're accepting that you're going to be living a normal life, right? An average life. And if you're okay with that, that's perfectly fine. But if you're not, you know, you do have to do something bigger. You do have to start a business. You, you know, you have to be creative. You have to, you know, find different ways to make money that aren't followed by the system, right? Because the system will never pay you well, right? Uh, so, yeah, I went to that career fair. So, you know, definitely knew I didn't want a job. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm going to do Shopify. My first month doing Shopify, my first 30 days straight, went from zero to doing 50k a month rev i was making 10k a month profit and at the time you know like when you know you go from making nothing to 10k a month profit that i think is the biggest jump uh for any you know small entrepreneur and at the time i was like oh i'm rich like you know <laughs> uh, i can buy anything you know yeah. i thought at the time right i i started a travel brand and i was selling uh you know, everything travel related. I was selling, uh, you know, like t-shirts, I was selling gadgets. Uh, I was selling like, uh, you know, like my best product, I can actually tell you guys, cause I'm no longer in that business, uh, was this flying drone, like a mini portable one. Okay. And I was buying them for about $6 and selling them for $80 on Shopify. Is this a mini drone that could film you? Does it follow you and film you or? Yeah, exactly. So you can control it. 
uh, on your phone. And yeah, you could just, you know, you could, ha- you could literally put it in your pocket as a portable drone and you could just, you know, release it up there. It could run for about 30 minutes. Uh, you know, I made it, you know, I made videos with it and marketed it. And yeah, that was like my best product at the time with insane margins. I was, yeah, as I said, I was buying for six, uh, and selling for 80. I mean, marketing cost was about, you know, 15 bucks probably per one. So I was making like $60 per $6 investment, right? So at first, I yes, I was buying it from uh, AliExpress at the time, uh, but their cost was actually higher than $6. Uh, and funny story how I got a $6 cost. Uh, I actually started, I believe I started buying them for around 20 each, but then I came across like a liquidation of all these drones. Uh, like, I guess it was pretty lucky, but you know, uh, I was working literally <laughs> like 20 to 22 hours a day, you know, just tweaking things, finding new ways to find suppliers, you know. So I believe like, you know, it is one of the things where the harder you work, the luckier you get. You know, I came across this liquidation supply for the exact product I was selling. And that was one of their products and they were selling for six bucks a piece. I literally bought every single one they had. Uh, <laughs> I believe I bought I believe I bought around a thousand, and at the time that was like a lot of money for me. Like that was, you know, like six thousand dollars, and uh, that was, yeah, that was a lot, a lot of money. I was like, if this does not work out, I'm gonna be out on the streets, you know? Yeah, like, that's <laughs> a big, big yeah. risk because you don't know if you're gonna sell one. So you're running off the Shopify platform, which again, for the listeners not familiar with it, they're essentially provide a, an easy way for you to get a website up that looks nice and also you can complete an order on that site. So somewhat they're competitors to Amazon, but from a standpoint of it's like millions and millions of small businesses use Shopify. They're actually out of, um, I think, Ottawa, Canada. But Shopify, so you, you run this on Shopify. It's for travel-related products like this drone. You said T-shirts. What was the name of the website? Yeah, it was uh, it was called Freedom Isle. Uh, yeah, it was that was the name of the business. Uh, I do have the site still up, but I changed all the products, okay. <laughs> and now and now I actually use it uh, for one of my Amazon stores as something to show uh, you know potential distributors, suppliers, and just to show them that I'm a potential uh, wholesaler that they might want to sell to, right? Because uh, it's very good to have that website because it makes you more professional, uh, you know, as a potential, you know, buyer, wholesaler, et cetera, retailer. Yeah, so social media was the biggest avenue for that. And that's the problem with Shopify, which is why I transitioned to Amazon later, uh, you know, very shortly after. On Shopify, it's very hard to get traffic, especially as a new business, uh, as anyone who's done it knows. Nobody knows your website. Nobody knows what your brand is. Nobody cares about your brand. Nobody cares about your products. You might be passionate about it, but no one else is, right? So you do have to have an effective marketing strategy. And I use social media. Uh, we ran Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Uh, you know, We ran everything and split tested everything. Uh, I paid... I paid thousands of dollars, uh, if not more, to learn, uh, you know, decent Facebook ad strategies. I utilize them. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I may, I mainly use those avenues uh, for the drones, and you know, we created the campaigns. Uh, we made videos with the drone. 
uh, yeah, just you know, making the right uh, the right copywriting. Uh, I believe that was one of the hardest parts too. You know, like what has you know what catches people's uh, attention or their eye and makes them want to buy, right? Uh, and that's just yeah. testing because they get to your site and you can see did they buy or not buy from that ad, correct? Yes. So you can see all the conversion rates. You can see where in the process they dropped out, right? So you look at each part. Like, did they drop out at your landing page? Did they drop out at your checkout page? You know, if and depending on where they drop out, you know that there is work to be done, right? If you, ha so for example, right, like say you have, you know, and also your click through rate for your ads. So you know if your ad is if whether your ad is good, you know whether your landing page is good, you know if your checkout page is good. So for example, if you have a low like click through rate, that means your ad is bad, right? Like no one is clicking on it and no one wants to go on your site. If you if you go on your site and they you know don't stay on the landing page for more than one second, you have a bad landing page. So you have to fix your landing page. If you have a really good landing page and they get to the checkout process, but then, you know, 90% of the customers don't check out. That means there's something sketchy about your checkout process. So you have to fix your checkout process. You have to, I remember I would go on my checkout process every single day as myself and go on my own, you know, ad. I'd go on my landing page. I'd have my friends go on it and be like, hey, like, how's this process look to you? You know, they would check out with it and be like, oh, yeah, like, that's a little, like, that looks a little sketchy. You should probably get rid of that. Uh, oh, yeah, like, you should maybe add something like this, you know? So I got feedback, you know, from some of my friends and uh, obviously I would use it as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's like, that. those are some tips uh, for anyone that's trying to do Shopify. Was there, was Facebook, Instagram, which seemed to be the top performer for you when you ran those paid ads? So Instagram ended up being the best. And I still believe to this day that Instagram will outperform uh, most other social media platforms. Maybe TikTok now is better. And I've been utilizing TikTok for some Amazon stuff. Uh, but yeah, at the time, you know, Instagram was number one for sure. And I believe I had an edge there because not many people were utilizing it. It was kind of new, like there was no like guru uh, or person really like, teaching it. And I was dabbling with the platform and I was, you know, on Instagram a lot. And I mean, I've always, uh, you know, been looking at how it works, the algorithm for that. And, you know, uh, as a user of Instagram myself, obviously uh, built a pretty you know good audience on there, but I have, yeah, I believe that Instagram is definitely the better channel. Yeah. And those that aren't familiar, Gab's got 1.5 million followers on Instagram, but I'm sure that started at zero. And then over time that grew, uh, but you're mainly running paid. And if I heard you correctly, the numbers roughly where you're outlaying say 50, 40,000 and then getting 50,000 in revenue. So is that about right? So you're getting about 10,000. So you're putting out. 40,000, but then 50,000 is coming in. Yes. Well, I said that I was making 10K profit, uh, you know, which, you know, was 50K in sales. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was 10K after, you know, all expenses, uh, you know, of the business. So, yeah, we, yeah, it would be 40K in expenses for yeah. ads and inventory, et cetera. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, business. Yeah, I was scared. Uh, to, yeah. you know, to be frank, uh, <laughs> I was, you know, you know, because before that, I was like working three jobs, you know, saving money, and yeah. you know, when you are, you know, technically losing, 
you know, like five hundred dollars a day on ads or something, you're like, oh my god, like right. I'd have to, I'd have to work like, <laughs> you know, a month <laughs> to yeah. make that money back, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So after I started making a little bit of money, I call ten k a month a little bit of money now. But you know, I was, uh, you know, I was trying to find more information. Right. I was trying to join like-minded people. Uh, so I ended up joining a mastermind group. Uh, with other young entrepreneurs my age, and you know, they it was run by these three multimillionaires, you know, in their twenties, and uh, they had an to make it super the story super short. They had an event in California, and it was a paid event, and I, you know, I spent you know uh, a decent amount of money at the time to you know go to this event and uh, fly out there from. Florida to California and you know take the risk and you know meet some like-minded people in person right so I ended up uh, I believe that trip really changed my life of what was possible because mm -hmm. I, I met I literally met people my age making millions of dollars I was like and in my mind I was like how how are you making millions of dollars like I I just started making like 10k and they were talking about like literally like half a mil a month a mil a month like profit and i was like oh my god like it, like it exists like these people like are literally rolling up in their lambos and stuff so i was like i was really inspired and you know i was talking to them too and i was like this person's like not any different from me right you're just a regular like you, you know you're just a regular kid like me uh so yeah i uh talked to them and they had some speakers uh guest speakers and one of the guest speakers uh was doing amazon uh you know by a chance and i as soon as i heard it i was like this is the business that i want to do <laughs> uh, I, you know shopify was such a headache right like running the ads running the campaigns getting the traffic you know uh it's just doing i mean you're literally doing everything on Shopify. like you have to do like all the fulfillment everything like you're literally running entire business on shopify now, fulfillment meaning that someone orders the drone, you have to ship it. So at first, we're just shipping it out of your house, like you're manually writing down the address and shipping it out of your house. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was hilarious at the time because my room turned into a lit turned into a little warehouse. I had boxes all over the room, tape everywhere. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> it was crazy uh, the things I was doing. I, you know, I remember, you know, it was college and I remember, you know, I was, you know, dating, you know, a bunch of girls at the time and stuff. And they would come in and be like, what the hell is all this? Like, I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, doing my, uh, doing my thing, my business. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I found, yeah, I found out about, uh, yeah, Amazon through those guys and, uh, yeah, and I, as soon as I heard the business model, it was like, okay, like the number one thing that appealed to me was, you know, Amazon has, you know, millions and millions of customers already. So you have all this organic traffic, right? Traffic you don't have to pay for, right? And it was selling products that were already selling well. So there's already a market for this product. All you have to do is like put it up, right? And right. to be completely frank, I, I started with not the business model I'm doing now, uh, I was doing drop shipping at the time, and if if anybody doesn't know what drop shipping is, uh, you know you you know you put you put up the listing or you're on a listing, and someone orders a product from you, and then you just have the supplier ship the product to the customer. You, so you don't hold any inventory, so you have zero inventory risk, right? 
like you make the sale before you buy the product pretty much mm-hmm. uh so and yeah i bet everyone's already heard of drop shipping but oh, no no it's good to explain it because that's not necessarily true yes uh but drop shipping at the time uh you know this was years and years back like five six years back it was extremely uh lucrative uh, on amazon actually and all you had to do at the time was just hop on already selling uh well listings like you could hop on any you know big brand name product like coleman john deere and all you had to do was you know uh and all you had to do was find a supplier that was you know already selling it um and you could just you know you could at the time you could just use walmart or you could use uh uh, Costco or a Sam's Club or it was ridiculous and the and the markups were insane on Amazon. So I remember, uh, well, I I just go with like a very simple product, like one of the first ones I ever sold on Amazon, like using this method. It was a Coleman cooler, and I was selling it for one hundred and fifty dollars, I believe, and I was buying it for like forty dollars, and those is already selling units without me doing anything right so all i did was hop on the listing like the listing was already you know on i didn't have to create the listing i didn't have to market for the listing all i did was hop on the listing and i started getting sales automatically like first day i started amazon dropshipping i made sales you know i was making uh, i was making like 60 dollars profit i believe per cooler and you know i was you know and that's just off one product right you know those other you know those other products that obviously I got into and I had a very large, uh, uh, drop shipping, uh, you know, operation. And yeah, I hit, uh, seven figures with, uh, the Amazon drop shipping business model in, uh, just under five months. As we fast forward today, um, what are you primarily selling? And now it's being, I believe, fulfilled by Amazon. So you've got fulfillment by Amazon. So, um, what, what do you, what are you currently selling and how do you stand out on Amazon? Yeah, so I primarily do wholesale FBA now on Amazon, and it's different in the way that you actually have to be the one to front the inventory. Uh, but I also compare it; it's not the same as dropshipping, but it's similar in some ways, right? You're still finding branded products that are already selling well on Amazon, but instead of shipping it from a not so good uh, supplier like Costco or Walmart or Sam's Club, you find the actual manufacturer itself, right? for the base cost, right? And you contact these companies, you have to become a legitimate company yourself, obviously. Uh, you know, you have to create LLC, get a resale certificate, you know, all the good stuff. And you contact these companies, be like, hey, like, you know, you know, I like your products, I wanna, you know, sell them uh, on different channels, right? Uh, and, you know, they'll either, you know, go with you or not, right? But the whole business is creating relationships, right? And as soon as you have the relationships, then all, all it is is buying the inventory, right, with capital, right? And there's a lot of different ways to get capital. Uh, obviously, you can use your own, but that's probably the most ineffective way. You always want to use other people's money, OPM, wow. uh, right? So either utilizing business credit, um, you know, business loans, uh, and even using uh, net terms, which is one of the biggest parts of the business. Uh, you know, if, you, if anybody doesn't know what net terms are, it's just the credit line with each uh, supplier. Uh, so if you have, say, for example, net 60, net 190 uh, mm-hmm. of 50K, right? And all that means is if you have a net 60 of uh, 50K, that means you have 60 days 
to pay back 50k of inventory, right? So you get pretty much a free 50k of inventory from one supplier, right? And all you have to do is pay them back in 60 days. And the total retirement with Amazon is around 30 to 45 days to sell out, uh, you know, the products if you're doing it well. Uh, so yeah, you're working with free money. And if you have that with, you know, 20, 30 different suppliers, you literally have millions of dollars of free money to work with uh, just from that, that if, you it, if you do it well, if you do it well, is that marketing? Are you paying for advertising through Amazon system to advertise on Amazon? Right. So I have used their PPC system, which is their, uh, you know, their marketing. It's like all the sponsored ads you see on PPC Amazon. PPC for pay-per-click. Yeah, pay-per-click. Yeah, their PPC. So you utilize the PPC campaigns, but uh, running it well, it doesn't really mean that. Uh, you know, it's running it well means you find the good products, the profitable products that are selling well monthly or every month and you order one month's worth of inventory of that product. We, you know, use software datas like Keeper, Helium 10, et cetera. And you know exactly how much it sells, how many sellers are on it. So you divide, you know, the number of, you know, sales and number of sales it's getting per month on average level, divide that by the number of sellers within like 5% of the buy box price. I can get very technical about it because I've been in this business a long time, right? And I can give a lot of golden nuggets here, but yeah, like you want to... You know, just not have to. You don't want to buy too much inventory. You don't. You don't want to buy six months worth of inventory, right? Because your cash flow is tied up, right? It's right. going to take six months to sell out. So you just want to buy like one month worth worth of inventory of a lot of products, right? One month. Uh, sounds like a lot of math. Now switching gears yeah. real quick, selfishly. So some of the listeners out there have products on yeah. Amazon. Any? Yes. It's hard because you don't know what products we sell. But like I said, we sell a game called Kitty Corn. It's a card game. What would be your advice for someone like me or a listener that you kind of see again and again, like you're probably not doing this. It's, this would be the biggest return for you. If you did this, you're going to sell more on Amazon. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I'll, I'll tell it specifically to you. And then it's actually good that you ask, uh, more selfish questions. That's what I do on my podcast <laughs> as well. So I mean, it's, it, it's good, uh, because you know, a lot of people might be in that situation as well. So private label, it's different from wholesale, but I, I do private label the, the highest levels of wholesale utilize private label. Right. So for private label, it depends on how much revenue you're doing. Is it a big operation yet? Is it over like 10K or is it just starting? It's getting there. It's getting close. It's probably like 3K a month, but it's starting to ramp up. Okay. So if I was you, uh, if you're just, you know, if it's still a relatively new product, I would double check, uh, make sure that, you know, the product is a 10 out of 10 on Helium 10. I'm sure you're already using it. Make sure all the copywriting is good. Make sure all the pictures good. Make sure you have a video. Yeah, uh, we're sure, not using it. We'll check it out. Helium yeah, yeah. 10. So that Helium 10 gives like a diagnostics on your product. Yeah, exactly. So on the if you download like the toolbar uh, for it and you go on your own listing, it'll give you a rating out of 10. And it'll be like, okay, you have to make these adjustments to have a 10 out of 10 on Helium 10. And, wh- and why that's important is it boosts the algorithm for it when it's a good listing. Right. And okay. that's very important uh, for a private label listing because your primary goal of a private label listing is to get on the first page of whatever keyword you're trying to do. Right. So right. I, I'm not sure if you're running any campaigns already or anything, but you know, you do have to start 
running PPC campaigns effectively and, you know, you have to use like negative keywords and you know, positive keywords and you know, certain keywords. And, um, you know, you can use, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, keyword softwares to find the best keywords for yours. So Helium 10 has a great one for that as well. So, you know, Helium 10 has a lot of great private label, uh, uh, tools. Yeah. Awesome. Helium, helium 10. And then we're, we're quickly closing to talk forever on this stuff. Reviews are important. Um, it, obviously everyone says don't buy reviews, but there's a lot of reasons, but there's obviously reviews being bought because you'll see a product, especially at age, you see there's like crazy amount of reviews for a pretty new product. Yep. Have, have you ever seen that? There's sites where people go to buy reviews or what's your thoughts on that? Right. So it's very tricky nowadays because Amazon does have a great algorithm in place uh, to spot bought reviews. Uh, you have to be very careful with those services. Uh, if I was you, hypothetically speaking, right, I'm not telling anybody to do this, but having people that don't or like friends or, uh, you know, even you know, pre, you know, previous customers that have bought something, uh, you know, you can uh, hypothetically <laughs> ask for a review as long as they don't have anything linked to you. Like they right. can't share any addresses with you. They can't share any numbers with you. Yeah. Like they can't be in the same household as you. You have to make sure or you're, <laughs> yeah, you, you'll be flat to review ma manipulation and your account will be shut down. So you want to avoid that. But yeah, you, uh, here's the thing with reviews. It's actually not that important to have a lot of reviews. If you just have more than five, I'd say no. your first like five reviews are the most important, as long as they're positive. Because if you have to look at it from a buyer standpoint, right? Nice. Uh, yeah, like you have to, you go on the product and you just see like, oh, it's four or five, five out of five and four people left to review. So it's good. Uh, All right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And I want to make sure I give you a shout out before this cuts us off. Gab Quok, G-A-B-K-W-O-K.com. He's obviously an expert. If you want help selling on Amazon, he is the guy to go to. So dabquok.com. Gab, I can't thank you enough. I wish we had it. We'll have to have you back on if your time allows for it because it's been just amazing for me to learn so much here in such a short amount of time. Of course. I got you. Yeah. Anytime, Thanks, man. Gab. Yep. Take it easy, man. So thanks again for listening to today's Super You podcast. Again, it's a podcast designed to unlock and unleash your inner superpower. And if you want to pay it forward, make sure you go post a review for the Super You podcast because what that will do, it'll allow others that aren't familiar with our podcast to discover it. And hopefully that allows them to unlock and unleash their inner superpower. So that's it for today's show. I'm your host, Equal Man, reminding all of us, it's not what we take from the world, it is what we leave behind. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Super, 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 super you. Uh.